keyboard on. It's been some time without the podcast, so let's get things moving. Today we're discussing command line interface, and more precisely what makes the best command line interface program. I'm Vinam, and you're listening to The Nixers Podcast. Unix is known for its sets of small command line utilities. What are your ideas and features for the best command line interface programs and what makes a complete utility? Let's roll the tape a bit here. There's no best way. It's just an extravagant title. There's not only one way to make something best. There are multiple ways and some are more used than others and some less used and more used in some particular cases. Every one of them has its own advantages. So what's a command line interface and what exactly are we going to talk about today? There are many ways of interfacing with a machine. The most popular ones are the text interface and the graphical interface. Other types of interaction exist such as an audio interface like OK Google and any other type of interface that uses one of the five senses. And we're discussing today the command line interface, which is a subset of the text interface. Within this subset of command line interface, there is also yet another subset layer containing different types of command line user interface. So what's a text user interface? A text user interface, also called a text mode, is an interface which only outputs text. Not surprising at all. Text user interface are probably the oldest and simplest type of user interface that is still alive today. It was first used on teletype printer, which are sort of like typewriters but connected to a computer. The first versions of Unix had their outputs on those teletype printers and thus the text user interface and more precisely the command line utilities were favored. Unix is now well known for its sets of small command line utilities they're really inherent to Unix. What are the intricacies that make the best command line interface? What does best even mean? That's what we're gonna see. The multiple definitions of best by considering multiple aspects of what a command line interface should have. visit the reasons why we use command line interface and from those premises maybe we could deduce some things that might lead us in the direction of the best command line interface. As we've said the command line interface evolved from a need to communicate with a machine remotely via a teleprinter. You issue commands, exchange information and the machine prints back the associated computed answer. Because of the nature of paper, everything had to be printed as text, line by line. Soon enough, the paper was replaced by glass TTY, and peanuts, peanuts later, we have what we have today. Command line interface still remains a powerful way of communicating with a machine. But why is that? The most important part is that it goes along with the core of Unix minimalism. It works in the most minimal environment. It's also a transparent view on the operating system because most system calls have symmetrical command line utilities associated with them. You enter those commands in a shell or also called a command line interpreter. 
The Unix shell is known for its ability to combine, compose and automate multiple commands together in a script-like fashion. It has its advantages and that's why it prevails. Unix is an expert-friendly system where you can easily configure everything for your precise needs and that's the attraction and that's why it prevails. The Unix philosophy percolates into the way of interfacing. Or maybe it's just that both the way of interfacing and Unix philosophy move along in an arms race, influencing each others. A good command line utility may want to follow the direction of the Unix philosophy, which is, bluntly put, small programs that are easy to combine with other programs. One that does exactly what it says with no extra whistles and bells. needs to tell the program he's interfacing with exactly what he needs. One way to do that is through configurations. But what should be configurable and how should the user configure it? Unix users crave flexibility and power, but at the same time want to keep programs simple and minimal. There's the dilemma between too much choice and configuration and not enough. What should we keep and what should we leave out? Before dealing with the ways you can get the configuration from the user, let's first lay down some simple principles that can help choose whether a configuration option is needed or not. First, don't make it mandatory to provide configuration for things you could deduce without the user's interaction. That goes as well for environment and for reasonable default values. Auto det detection is a great way to reduce the overhead and have a clean command line interface. Second, don't add an option or feature or configuration that could be done by using another command line tool. That complexity should be deferred to the other specialized program. Ask yourself the following questions. Can I leave the feature out? Why am I fattening the manual and burdening the user? Could the program's normal behavior be changed in an innocuous way that would make the option unnecessary? Is this option merely cosmetic? Should I be thinking less about how to make the user interface configurable and more about how to make it right? Should the behavior enabled by this option be a separate program instead? Those are the kind of things you need to have in mind when choosing the options your command line utility will have. But remember, it's through a series of iterations and usage that you'll find what is superfluous and what is not. However, once an option is added, it's really harder to remove it. Thus, you need to start your command line utility with as few options as possible. To understand how the user will provide the orders to a program, we need to go over the ways a command line program can run. There are different pattern or type of command line interface. One way of looking at it might be by looking at the temporality, long-running programs versus one-shot programs. In the case of long-running programs, it may be better to have a configuration file so that the command line interface can parse them during the run. Also for long-running programs, you may want to have 
a way to recover in the case of failure or even have a flag for verbosity so that you can tell the user what are the things happening on this really long run. On the other hand, one-shot programs can have command line options. But that also depends on the frequency of usage because it may be tedious to always type the same arguments for a one-shot program, especially if there are many. You may want to provide a way to wrap them or let the user wrap them himself inside a script. Anyway, overall the generic design of a command line program goes as follow. You gather inputs from somewhere, or no inputs at all. You do something with the data gather, or you do something without any interaction, and you display results somewhere, or you don't display anything. And depending on where it gathers inputs, or what kind of changes it makes, or where it displays the results, the name of the command line pattern differs, and also the way of using it while jamming it inside the script. For example, there's a pattern called the sync pattern that takes an input and doesn't return output. Which, which turns it into a sort of dark hole when it's put inside a series of comments separated by pipes. And you can ch check the different types of patterns in the show notes. The most, the most important part of this is that everything that is input, std in, and output, std out, and std error, and when there are errors, should be easily parsable as text and not necessarily readable outputs. This goes along with the composability of Unix programs. Unix has that great inter-process communication. It can be argued that three standard file descriptors are not enough, but in most cases they are enough. Also on the topic of format, just like extra configurations, once you've chosen an input or output format, it's very hard to change later on. In sum, the best command line interface is composable, whichever pattern it chooses to implement. Argument parsing, input parsing, configuration file parsing. Do not reinvent any of those. Don't surprise your users with your brand new self-righteous wisdom they don't need. Let's take the example of argument parsing. There were no standards for command line parsing until the 1985 Uniforum conference. AT&T released the getOPT argument parsing library, which then became a standard in POSIX. Now it's a standard, and if, so if a software chooses not to implement it, they confuse users, which doesn't make a good command line interface. Other than GetOPT, there are many other libraries that adhere to the standard and make it more simple to parse arguments. Another thing that is frequently mentioned is the number of command line arguments. Just like we've said before in an earlier section, you shouldn't add configurations where no configurations are necessary. If you feel like you're adding a flag for a feature that could be a program on its own, then split it on a program on its own. You should limit the number of flags. Namely, there are two standard ways of p passing arguments to a program on the command line. One-letter flags and long arguments. The original Unix tradition uses the single letter, while the GNU project added the long ones. You should support both and adhere to the standard. Provide long, 
readable option names with short aliases. Expectation is everything. Don't break the expectations of the users. Always refer to the least surprise rule. When in doubt, use the most common option. For example, regarding command line options, they should be intuitive. Everyone expects a dash V for version or verbals, a dash H for help, etc. Those two are the most prevalent, but other characters are too. For example, dash F for file, dash A for all, dash O for output. Those are obvious. Same goes for program names. Use mnemonics, names that are obvious and relate to what your program does. You should attempt to make the command name easy to remember. This whole topic of least surprise has been repeated over and over in the other sections, but implicitly. It's probably one of the most important parts of making a great command line interface. Least surprise rule. Another thing that the users expect on Unix is documentation that comes along with the software. Someone might issue a dash H flag and expect back a small help message, or sometimes just running a program without a flag and expecting, expect, expecting it to return a help message. We also expect a main page that lists everything related to the software, from what the software does to the environment variables it uses, to error codes it can output, to bugs, etc. Don't forget also to mention in the main page the logs, errors, and where they are logs, etc. If you store a configuration file, if you have a verbose flag, a human readable flag to add colors to the program, to the output, etc. etc. Everything should be in the main page. We also expect a readme file and install file to come along with the software source. Those are all ways to tell your users how to correctly use your software. You could also go as far as creating a web page, IRC channel and newsletter. When a command line program is alive, it has a community around it. The key point is that the user should be notified of everything. You should be completely transparent. This is truly important because command line interfaces are the main way of interfacing with a Unix machine and without documentation the tool is completely useless. Let's mention some non-mandatory features that could maybe make your command line interface better. However, for some they might be considered bloat. One thing is related to the documentation. You could add, along with your command line interface during installation, a tab completion for the shell. ZSH and Fish Shell offer those. So instead of memorizing all the command line options, your user can just cycle through them and read what they do by, by doing tab completion. However, that may mean that your command line interface options are not straightforward and you may want to revisit your design. Also, one type of command line interface we forgot to mention are the ones included inside other softwares, such as GDB, the GNU debugger. Like the shell, they are interactive prompt interpreters. They are a step above the one mentioned before. They live inside their own read interpret print loop. A step even above that would be a type of interface that is also based on text. 
the Curses interface or a rug-like user interface. It's a sort of fancy kind of text UI and the console. Those are not for fast applications, they can't be jammed on the command line either, and thus you have to use them only in specific scenarios. A good case would be an installer. You use this type of user interface to ask all the configuration upfront and then when over execute whatever needs to be executed. It's also nice to have multiple kinds of user interface for the same for the same program, if the interface the same library or, or the same server. You make them work in a hybrid way. Let's mention the last category here, scripting languages or mini-languages like awk, Perl, Ruby, Sed, etc. Those are mini-languages or mini-programming languages that you can use alongside your command line op options or programs. Even the shell is a programming language by itself. All in all, programs with command line interfaces are generally easier to automate via scripting, which makes those other interfaces a bit more tedious to use. Let's conclude on a controversial note. The main things we've mentioned in this podcast to make the best command line interface are related to not going against the tide and not doing the unexpected. This may seem like an argument against innovation, and I can understand that point of view. If we simply follow the same old mantra and keep repeating the same zen, it seems like we're not going to invent anything. Well... Take the mantra and shape it gently. Don't underestimate many, many years of iterative testing. That's just my two cents. So this is it for the best command I interfaced. Mix a bit of everything. And as usual, if you want to contribute to the podcast in any form or shape, or you just want to share your appreciation, you can check the thread on the forums with all the possible ways you can do that. And also, just a note, I found out that mentioning previous episodes was getting a bit repetitive, and so I'm going to remove that section from now on in the podcast. So all is great and great. Thanks a lot for listening. As always, this was Venom for the Nixers podcast. <laughs>